Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. This morning we are going to continue with a very important conversation that we started several weeks ago as we are trying to understand the proper kavana, the proper focus, intent that a person should have in mind when reciting the Shem Hashem. We spent, of course, several weeks highlighting the fact that the name of God is often pronounced differently than it is written. The most common form of Hashem's name that we find both in Torah and in our Tfilos is the Shem Havaya, Yudke Vavke, but it's pronounced differently than it appears before us. It is pronounced Adonai. And we talked about the, the reason why it is that a name could appear one way and be pronounced differently as it is designed to encourage us to consider HaKadosh Baruch Hu and our relationship with Him from two different perspectives. The word that we use to pronounce the Shem Hashem is Adonai, which is best translated as my master. In fact, as you recall, the kavana, the intent that a person should have in mind when saying that word is Adon Hakol, that God is the master of all. So I want to focus a little more on that concept, the idea that we turn to God and to say, and say, God, you are my master. Master is a word that we could all translate. We are all very familiar with the word. And perhaps we use it from time to time. We speak about the person who is, uh, you know, uh, a master, uh, a grandmaster in chess. Uh, there's a master of ceremonies. Uh, there are people who master certain skills and certain arts. But <clears throat> in the context of our relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, what does it mean that he is our master? So, of course, what we mean to say <clears throat> is that, God, you are the master of all. You are my master. And so, therefore, I am your Eved. I am your servant. And that is actually an idea that is very unfamiliar to the most of us. We can understand the concept. We can appreciate what the word means. But what does it really feel like to be an Evid? And what does it mean to look at someone else and to say, you are my master? This is a very, very difficult idea to relate to. Uh, in terms of the kavana that a person should have in mind, so in Hilchos Kriya Shema, uh, at the time that we recite the first Pasuk of Shema, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Achad, so we have the additional uh, goal over there, of fulfilling what's called Kabbalah's Ol Malchus Shemaim, to accept upon herself the Ol Malchus Shemaim, the yoke of heaven. Again, an idea that we're going to have to discuss more detail at a later time, but I want to direct you to what it says in Shulchan Aruch. It says in Simon Samachalif, Siv Vav, and this is based on the Gemara in Menachos, Tzorich Laharich Beches Shel Echad. When a person recites the word Echad, he should be Marich, and it's a question what exactly this means, but the idea is that there should be more of an intent. There should be sort of a lengthier uh, articulation of the letter Ches, Shelechad. Why? What I am doing, what I'm saying, that word is as if I am coronating God over King as King over Shemayim Va'aretz, the entire universe. Continues the Mechaber. When I come to the letter Dalit and Echad, I should also be Marich. Why? That again controls the entire world. And he is uh, the king of what? The entire universe. Ba'arbaruchos, all directions. The idea is that everything is other under the dominion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this would, again, seem on the surface to be a relatively 
easy prescription. We know exactly what we need to do. It's not so easy to do, but at least I understand the concept. Okay, I have to try to focus when I say the word echad, that God is basically the king of everything in every direction, here, there, everywhere. Revolvi in the Sefer Alishur, in the second volume, when he talks about a little, he shares some insights regarding Kriya Shema, he points out that there's a big, big problem over here. He says that there is, in reality, he says what, what he observes, a major disconnect between what people say and perhaps even what people think and what they're really feeling. And he says, I'll explain what I mean. He says, can you imagine, and of course, I think we could all imagine this, that a person, when saying Shema, can have the proper kavan in mind and say to himself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are the Adon HaKol. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are my master. You are the master of the entire universe. And even, he says, as the as the, as the Sfarim recommend, the person can even imagine giving one's life, being most nefesh al-Kiddush Hashem, if necessary, God, I would die for you. I would give it all up for you. So that is, of course, the ultimate, ultimate submission before God, that even my life, even my life is less important than promoting your great name in this world. So that's a very, very, very clear, a very significant declaration of commitment and faith to God. And then says Revolvi, this very same person, as soon as he's done saying Shema, let's say finishes Shemon Esrei, so during uh, Chazar Sashatz, he gets a little bored. And he sees his friend, the neighbor. And what does he start doing? He starts schmoozing with him. And after davening, there's an opportunity to sit for a little while and to study Torah. And what does he do? He says, ah, I don't really want to study Torah. And he walks out of shul and he starts talking Lashon Hara. So says, well, what, what's going on over here? How could it be that this person who is just Mamlich HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on Dalad Ruchos Ba'olam, and the heavens and the earth and everything in every direction, and he imagines himself dying on Kiddush Hashem, and this very same individual, you'll forgive me, he can't keep his mouth shut in shul. This very same person cannot seem to uh, impose upon himself some of the most basic, basic, at least efforts, to try to live a life of self-control, to try to apply the discipline that is necessary to display Real servitude, real avdus, that I recognize is that you are real in Adam. So Ravobi says what's going on over here is something which unfortunately is very prevalent, and that is that we can understand what it means on an intellectual level. But to really commit to this idea requires a greater level of avoda. And he goes on to say as follows. He says, I want to, I actually want to read this to you. I don't usually read long quotes, but I, I really want to read this to you because I think it's so important. He says, Hamakirasatsmo, a person who recognizes himself, which means, as we've discussed this before, from a place of truthfulness, a person who's genuine and honest with who he is, a person will recognize that when he says the word, Adonai, when he says the words, you, God, are my master, when he says that, there will be forces from within his heart and his head that will be rebelling that there'll be a slight rebellion, a discomfort, a pushback against that. And the reality is that there are many parts of my being that are frankly not interested in accepting God as my master. Because to accept God as my master means I need to put his will before mine. It means I sometimes have to sacrifice in ways that I'm not prepared to do. And he says in Oved Amiti, an individual who is serving God from a place of sincerity and truth, a person cannot, I'm sorry, a person cannot ignore, he cannot ignore these forces from within. And, and he quotes Rabbeinu Yonah from his Akdama to the second Shara of Shari Tshuva, 
who says that, again, as a person is looking to begin the process of tshuva, he must pay attention to the thoughts that are moridim. That's the word that Ravina Yoni uses again, that are sort of moraid bekirbo, that are rebelling from within him. And he says, Kana hevdel, this is the difference, ben frum, the difference between Kriyashma, or I'm going to say saying the Shem Hashem in a from way, a from way, or a true way. He says, Akori from, a person who's just reading it in the quote unquote from way, in a Margish He doesn't really feel this. Listen to this carefully, my friends. He closes his eyes. He declares the proper pronunciation, and he re- he pronounces the Shema B'Kol Ram in a loud voice, and with great intent, focusing on the explanation of the words, and he can imagine himself being carried off with joy to die al Kiddush Hashem. But what is going on inside at that time, what's really going on at a deep level, where his emotions are, he's not in touch with at all. We have to try to distance ourselves from this type of avoda and to learn to serve Hashem truthfully. And he says, the way we do that, what we have to do is we have to, we have to confront these forces from within. We have to speak with them. We have to negotiate with them. There are parts of each and every one of us that are frankly not interested in accepting HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our Adon. We could all identify areas in our life in which we are happy to say, okay, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is what you want from me. I am happy. I, I'm I'm going to sign on. I'm 100% happy to be your Adon. I'm sorry, your Eved. I am your Eved. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are my Adon. But then there are areas in life in which there is real rebellion from within. Says Revolvi, most often we're not even paying attention to those voices. We're not even listening to them. And what he seems to be saying over here is that if we really want to be Makabal Makhosh Shemayim properly, and again, I really, I'm, I'm saying this within the context of this, say, saying the Shem Hashem, when we say that word Adonai, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are my master, we should really, really be looking deep within. We can't obsess over this, that every single time we say that word, we're going to stop for a moment and reflect because that will not necessarily uh, yield uh, a, a, a a productive, functional, healthy davening experience. But at the very least, at certain points in the davening, from time to time, when we say Shema, when we begin Shema Nesri, and we say that word, you are my master, what, what do I really mean? Am I really at least willing to consider, to consider placing my interests, my needs, my desires aside and yielding to your higher will? It's a very, very difficult and challenging task. Revolvi says that is the difference between the from way of saying Shema and the proper way of saying Shema. The f- doing it, Shema Yisrael, and we have all the kavanas in our head. But he said, when it comes to the name of Hashem, it's not enough to have the kavana in her in our head. It's not enough to say Adon Hakol. I know what that word means. I can translate. No, no, it means we have to have those kavanas inside. So let us try. Let us try. This is this this is an effort which I, I really believe is a lifelong process. We do not come to a point where we master this, no pun intended. There's no, there's no, you know, okay, I have now completed this exercise. I'm now good to go. Because by definition, these 
the 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 voices from within the tendencies that we have to sort of push back and rebel the areas in life in which we're really struggling they're always going to change and they're always going to be developing and evolving over time and wherever we are at any given point in time we need to speak to akadish baruchu from a place of truth remember we spoke about that pasuk karov hashem lechol karov lechol asher yikruuhu ve'emes davening is speaking to akadish baruchu from a place of genuine sincerity and I'm not going to say it begins with the Shem Hashem, but that is certainly a point in our davening where we really, really need to try to be as real, as sincere, and as genuine as we could possibly be. Thank you so much. And have a wonderful-